Blog Talk Radio. just go along and get along. 
But when we decide, when we wake up and say, okay, Divine Mother, Father, God, I may be undergoing this particular experience right now, or I may have this particular, uh, you know, healing to do, or I may be experiencing this illness right now. Beyond that, here's what I'm grateful for. And when we focus our energy in that direction, we will find things that we can be grateful for, and we realize, my gosh, we have so much to be grateful for. And when we're in that energy, that opens us up to be available for healing energy because we're out of the resistant energy. We're out of resisting what's going on with us in the moment because when we're diagnosed with a disease or an illness, when we're in a nasty divorce, when we've just been let go from our jobs, that suddenly takes sudden, you know, center stage in our lives. And when yeah. we allow it to be center stage, we focus all of our energy there. And what we do is we add our energy to it. And what, we're, what the body is feeling is all this resistance and contraction and fear and loss. And that may be the feelings that you're having, and I validate those feelings, and you allow yeah. yourself to have them, but you don't stay in that energy because that is not conducive to healing. Yes. You know, I appreciate that you said, Brenda, that we don't deny that we're having these feelings. And, you know, I can say that I went through an experience this past summer and actually the entire year where where um, a loved one was having a significant health challenge. And there was a tendency to say, you know, why now? You know, why is mm-hmm. this happening? And yet, mm-hmm. through the emotions of it, I mean, now that we're moving beyond it, it, it was an amazing growth experience. And yes. I think that it is true that part of experiencing that was allowing, you know, like in a moment where a loved one's being, you know, sent into surgery for many hours or, you know, you you feel what you're feeling. And if it's you going in for surgery and you're waiting before and, you know, but then you flow through it. And and that's a beautiful message. Well, if you can't accept what is, then you can't allow yourself to have the real feelings around it. And it's so important to have those feelings, to let them come up and experience them out so that that energy moves on. Otherwise, if we don't, if we deny those feelings or we keep ourselves busy or we, you know, do something addictive to to suppress the feelings, those feelings gets stuck, that energy gets stuck in the body. And that energy takes up a lot of space in our body, a lot of room where healing can happen is now taken up with that negative, very stuck, sticky energy. And then we tend to judge ourselves for that, Mm -hmm. which is even Mm -hmm. worse. It piles on more of that stuck, sticky energy. And then we find ourselves kind of spiraling down. Yes, yes. Oh, such a powerful message. And I think, you know, what can happen sometimes, too, is, you know, we may be advised, don't, you know, don't say that or, you know, don't right. don't focus on that. Well, there's, you know, and I feel what you're saying in the sense of there can be this, this, and this suppression. And, you know, this kind of brings up another related topic, which I feel is really on my heart and, and I think you will relate to, is, 
is sometimes we get to the point where we feel like we can't even talk authentically about what we are experiencing with people around us who might say, oh, you know, you shouldn't be saying that. You know, there's usually a should involved because, yeah. because you, you know, and yet that then actually is impeding our flow through what we need to flow through to that focus of where we want to be. And I think we can sit with each other and listen, and it's so Mm -hmm. important. It is very important. I'm going to give you a little story that happened to me a couple of weeks ago that speaks to what we're talking about here. Um, My mother is 94, and Uh we recently had to move her for the fourth time in the last three and a half years, which has been, you know, very uh, you know, laborious to do that. And I've had to put her in a couple of different places due to health challenges. And, and of course, I've been the one that's been taking care of her, so I've had to go look at these places, make the decisions, fill out all the paperwork, go through all the interviews. And it's been very, very time-consuming. And, of course, dealing with an aging parent, and my mother is 94, she's in dementia now, it's been very challenging. And something popped up. I had just gotten her settled for the fourth time a couple of weeks ago, and I thought I was through the most of it, and I was way behind in all of my work and and emotionally drained. And I thought I'd gotten through it, and something popped up, and I got a sort of a, you know, emergency phone call from the caretaker and something else had to be addressed right then. It couldn't wait. And that meant me dropping everything again and getting myself together and going over to the place where I have my mother now and addressing the issue and taking care of it, which took Mm -hmm. an entire day. And I came back home and I was very angry. And I remember walking in the house and I said to Rob, I feel like I want to scream. I'm so angry right now. And he said, the best medicine for you, Brenda, is to either go upstairs and bury your your face in a pillow or go outside and let it out. Get it out. Don't, Don't think that because you're on this spiritual path or don't think that it's not the proper thing to do. You are really feeling this. Honor that feeling and work through it. And I did. I went upstairs and I buried my head in my pillow and I let out scream after scream. I cried for a while. I punched the pillow a few times Mm -hmm. and suddenly the energy started to lift. And then all of a sudden I'd, I'd moved through it. And then I said, okay, dear God, I don't want to stay in this energy. Please help me release the rest of this anger and get back into my heart and get into a compassionate place. And I began to breathe in my heart. And within 40 minutes, I was back in my center. But my husband actually... You know, I was so grateful that he didn't say, oh, God, you know, you shouldn't be feeling that or don't, you know, you shouldn't Mm -hmm. act like that. He's the one that really gave me permission to go do it when I was hesitating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think sometimes, Brenda, we hold ourselves to some ideal of perfection that actually is not an ideal because it can lead to the very kinds of suppression that can be very contrary to our well-being. I mean, and our health. I mean, when when we Most definitely. Yes. Yes. 
and that's wonderful that he kind of held a space for you in a way and yes. and and you know it's not that people can't help us to to if we get stuck somewhere sure if you get stuck in in depression or anxiety or any of these things when going through we are here to help one another for sure and you know we have many tools that can help us work through that but the fact that you let yourself just you know sometimes you have to let yourself be angry yep. let yourself um just feel just be human we're human for a reason well that was the authentic feeling i was having and you mm-hmm. know i was arguing with myself on the way home about being so angry and and i realized that is exactly how i'm feeling and I need to be with that feeling. And that's why I said mm-hmm. to my husband, I am so angry. And yeah. he said, then get it out. You have a wow. right to be angry. You know, your life has been disrupted now for months and months and months with mm-hmm. this. And, you, yeah, you love your mother. Uh, but still, it's been a huge disruption. And so, yes, you have a right to be angry. What we don't want to do to ourselves, Susan, is not process that anger and get back into our center and hold on to all of that because we will be the ones that will end up suffering as a result of that. Exactly, exactly. Um, it, it's such a, you know, when I hear you speaking, it's, you're really talking about a pathway of balance. Yeah, what yes. is balance, really? Um, and and what does it mean to be balanced as a human being, a human being who is divine but having a human experience? What does it really mean? Is that sometimes it seems like you can get a little bit shaky because we're human. I mean, yes. if we wanted to, to be just divine, fully knowledgeable about being divine, we wouldn't be here. I feel, you know, Absolutely. Why would we even be human beings at all? <laughs> Yeah, we're here to learn. This really is yes. an earth school, and we yes. really are here to learn lessons. And what you went through with um, a loved one, you know, and a health challenge, and what I've been going through with my mother, and what I went through with the cancer, and, and it may be for somebody else that they just lost their job or they're going through a nasty divorce. doesn't matter what the it, you know, is. What matters is how we respond to it. And if we react to it from our old patterns and old ways of being, we will not have the space or the energy to heal from it and to learn what we need to learn. We will simply stay in that pattern and dig a deeper hole. But when we look at it and say, okay, this is what I'm really feeling, this is the experience I'm going through, I need to acknowledge it and be with it and feel my feelings, then we open up the space for creative solutions and balance, I feel, to come back into our life. That is so true. And, you know, something I want to say to those of you, it's funny you should mention people losing their jobs. And I know that, that during the day, although it's evening on the East Coast, and I certainly welcome the, the primetime audience there, but um, if people are listening live now during the day, it's not many many people have gone through job loss situations. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to say is I was just thinking the other day about this is the time of year in 2008 when I had a very significant job end. And I cannot tell you, Brenda, as I look back on that and what that felt like at the time and then Mm -hmm. what it has come to be 
over time, as I look back, it is the best thing that could have happened. Yes. Two years and after that's that, I started this show. I mean, nothing yes. would be here. I mean, it, it would be a totally different life um, yes. if that job hadn't ended. My son's life would have been different because I was able to be with him. And, you know, there are just so many ways that I am thankful that it actually ended. And yet at the time... You know, it was it was on an executive floor. It was my dream job. I had mm-hmm. created a in that profession really as high as I needed to go. And actually over time I realized that. I said, Look at that. You did what you needed to do there. And mm-hmm. and it's a complete whole. You know, you did what you needed to do and now you're taking those things that you learned and you're applying it to a new place. And some of the things you don't you know, you don't need it anymore. And right. and so we come to peace in that way with these challenges. But at the time, no. Oh, and I was bitter for a while. Oh, bitter. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I know this one so well. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> and it doesn't matter whether it's, it is the loss of a job or a diagnosis of some chronic illness, something like that. And people say, well, there's a difference because... With chronic illness, you can lose your life. Well, yes. this is very true. But I will tell yes. you, if it's a loss of a job, you still feel like you've lost your life. I mean, yes. it's all a matter of perception for people. Someone losing their job, and if they are the main, um, you know, the main uh, provider in a family, that and they lose their job and there's no other income and there's nothing coming back in that could feel like i'm losing my i'm losing control i'm losing my life i'm losing my family it can be equated to a death of sorts so it it's how it's perceived but but how we approach it makes all the difference in the world yes. And when yeah. we can, if we can take that leap of faith, Susan, and I see it so often, even in my own life, I can look back on every single challenging experience I've had in my life, and every single time something better has come forth. And so that saying, when God closes one door, another one opens, if we could just be willing to stand for that, just to stand in that peace and know this door is closing right now. I don't know what I'm going to do. Right now I'm afraid and be with those feelings and let them come up and come through and then turn and say, but I am willing to stand in faith that something better is coming my way. It 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 will create an amazing amount of energy and the universe will bring to you exactly what you need. Yeah, it is so true, and I will say that even even back then, um, within a month of that job ending, I started my own business, yep. and and you know, I, and I guess one thing I would say to people is it can be a mix, which is really interesting, because a part of me was ready, was like, you know what. This is my chance. I'm going to do this. And I was really, and I wonder when I look back on it, if if it took a while to get going because I was a little bit split. It's like a part of me really wanted to move in that direction and knew that was great, whereas, and the other part was still holding on, you know, and and still had some bitterness and like, oh, you know, this isn't fair, you know, 
this or that isn't fair, or, you know, you always yeah. have. And, and so it was both, and it was kind of, if, although it was great that I was moving in the right direction, maybe I should accept this. For a while, my energy was split. I guess is the yes. best way I could describe it. Is that it was well, the ego quite... is always at play. The ego yes. is always at play, and it's the ego that wants to feel victimized. It's the ego that wants to lash out and blame. It's the ego that doesn't, you know, it's like I say, it's, I say to Rob, it's like a dog with a bone. It doesn't want to let go. And the higher side of us, the spirit of us, who knows it, who knows everything and knows that there is such a perfect reason and a perfect timing for what we're going through is trying exactly. to communicate that message. And I wrote an article years ago, Susan, called, um, that I titled it, You, Can't, you Cannot Serve Two Masters. And what I meant by that is we're either going to serve the master of our mind, which is the ego, the conscious mind, or we're going to serve our spirit, who we truly are. And what you were doing is trying to do both, and so you feel like you're split. And it's a pretty normal thing to do until Mm -hmm. you've practiced more and more and more listening to that inner voice and listening less to the mind. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and you know, looking back, I was on such a journey, and I think as we're as we're flowing with this show today, I think I'm realizing, you know, healing, this notion of healing, which is the topic of today's show, it's a very broad thing. Healing applies not only if you have a chronic illness, but you know, we we heal our spirits from situations i mean just Mm -hmm. there can be so many things you know whether you've been through a divorce or you know you've lost a loved one i mean just there are just so many and yet the approach is similar um as as we process now now when it comes to people who are listening who perhaps are facing a significant illness right now or maybe they're supporting a loved one with a significant illness. Um, Brenda, how would you help uh, people to to begin to navigate that journey? Because maybe now's a good time to reintroduce everyone to your story. Those who I'll try to highlight your last episode here, but but if you could talk a little bit about, you know, what you went through so that people who are listening can can know about that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is like 20-some years ago. It's more than 25 years ago. I was diagnosed with my third bout of cancer, and and this was a very serious. All the, all the diagnoses were serious, but this was even a step, uh, you know, further into that seriousness because the cancer had invaded my lymph nodes, and yeah. so I was being I was being told that without chemotherapy. I, you know, I wasn't going to live much past a year. And if I did the chemotherapy, I at least had an opportunity to maybe live five years, maybe more. And yeah. and so I was faced with a huge decision in my life because I had had cancer twice before that and had turned down chemotherapy, and I wasn't in such a serious state that they were, you know, they, they agreed to it. And instead of chemo the second round, I did tamoxifen. 
Uh-huh. But this time, this was much, much graver, much graver diagnosis, much more serious. So this is what was happening with me, and uh, and I was faced with this decision. And it's when we're in those places, when we're in those places of great challenge, of great fear, uh, you know, we we will normally react. And that's when we can stop for a moment, if we can, if we can just stop for a moment or two and take a breath. And instead of reacting and like the, like the mind wants to react to it, if we can just take a moment and take a couple of breaths and just be, just be still for just a moment or two and really look at where we're at and see it for what it is. If we can in that moment accept what is happening without judging it, without judging ourselves, without having to to um, make some type of comment, the mind, if we can just still ourselves and say to ourselves, dear God, help me, I'm afraid right now. I'm terribly afraid. This is what is happening, and I know I need to be with this. And the reason I say that is because if we're not able to accept what is, then all of our energy that we need to move through whatever the it is, and in this case for me it was cancer, all of that energy was going to be in a contracted, resistant state. And you cannot heal. You cannot. You have to be able to bring your energy forward and manage your energy and use your energy for healing. That energy isn't available when you're in a contracted state, when you're in great fear and great judgment about what's going on. But if you can just simply, and it sounds simple, but it's not easy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to breathe in and continue to breathe in and continue to ask for peace, and continue to ask for help to be with what is until you can reach that place. Now there is energy available for creative solutions and healing. And it is a huge step for people to take, but it's one of the most helpful when we do it. Yes. Now I have a a quite a serious question to ask. Is that um, I had a loved one, who who actually was was diagnosed with cancer and and chose not to do chemo um, mm-hmm. and actually was not into alternative um, medicine per se was not really mm-hmm. in that domain although learned actually this is a really good example of somebody who was very conservative and yet explored some other ways and you know because and it I, I'd like to raise that too that just because you're of it these. These opportunities are available to us in multiple paths, I guess. But what I want to say here in this question is a great deal of bullying went on. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it was very challenging to navigate because there can be what I can only characterize as dismissive bullying within yes. The profession where, you know, where they say, no, you have to do this. And there's even now this culture. I know that um, a lot of people partake of this and they view it as coaching, but there's something unhealthy, Brenda, 
going on that I have mm-hmm. started to observe where mm-hmm. even fellow women often if it's if it's a breast cancer diagnosis are sort of like saying, you know, you need to tough it up and you need to do this. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm really putting it and I'm 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 injecting a little bit of negative energy on purpose because it's the right. way it gets injected just like yes. arrows at the people who may have the courage to make an alternative choice for themselves. And, you know, it's not boot camp. And that's sort of what it's starting to, there is a culture of boot camp that is occurring. And so those of us who choose to take a different path and choose to be empowered over our choices, how do we navigate that situation? Because it's going on more and more. You know, and, and this happened to me as well. None of my family supported me to do an alternative therapy, to say no to the chemotherapy. They were very upset. My father at one point was going to fly to Los Angeles. He lived in the state of Washington, and I was living in L.A. He was going to fly there and take me home and take me to a doctor that was going to do, to an oncologist that was going to do chemo for me. And I had to stand very boldly in my place. I had to decide that this was something that was my choice and my choice only, that no one, what I realized, Susan, is no one was living in my body but me. Mm-hmm. And that included my doctors. And I knew that it all came from concern and love. I was aware yes. of that. But yes. I also realized that in loving myself, I had to do what I felt was right for me and yes. that I needed to honor that. And that is not an easy place to get to because we're not used to that, especially as women. We're used to yes. saying yes when we mean no. And if we have a husband that bullies us or a father or a – and usually it's more on that male side or we have female friends that carry a lot of the yang energy and they're a little more aggressive about it or doctors that try to push us into something, we have, we have at, that, at that point in our lives, and I knew it was part of my healing process, I knew it as much as I'm sitting here talking to you, I had a choice. Am I going to say yes again in my life, which I had done a million times when I meant no and mm-hmm. regret it, or was I actually going to stand in my place? I asked God to bring me courage. I breathed courage into my body, and I stood. And I didn't, and I didn't always stand well. There were days I was really wobbly. There were days I was going to go back. But ultimately, I kept praying for courage and breathing courage into my body, and ultimately I was able to stand. And for me, it was the right thing to do. Yes. But I was the only one that knew that. Even my doctors, who had my best interest at heart, couldn't really make that decision for me. You know, and I think that that is a very important thing to say, because whatever the decision is, Um, And there may be people out there who say, you know, this is right for me to to, to do do the chemo and the radiation. Whatever it is, we're not judging 
those choices. It's, it's absolutely the fact not. that you have a choice and that, you know, I, I think that what we need to see more and more of is a realization that we are empowered patients. You know, it may yes. be not that if we are patients, you know, I don't even like to necessarily use that word patient. You know, that's somewhat disempowered to even use that word. But right. when we are in the midst of navigating something like that, we are either going to be empowered and make our own choices or we're going to be, you know, dictated to. And whatever that dictation is, it could be somebody in your life who says, no, don't do chemo, and you want to right, do it. You know, right. I mean, it can, it can go the other way, too. And the, the, whole, the whole thing is how do you manage your choices for yourself? How do you love yourself enough to do that? Yes. And, you know, a lot of women have asked me, Susan, well, how do I know it's the right choice? And what I tell them is, from my experience, if it feels right to you, it's the right choice for you. If it feels right to you, on the inside, intuitively, if you're at peace with that choice and that choice feels like it's the right thing for you to do, that is the right thing for you. Yes. But you have yes. to be willing to to sense into it, to feel into it, and not to let fear be the one talking, to not allow fear to make the choice for you. And that means you have to accept what is, accept right where you are, breathe into it, ask for peace, Pray for courage. I always say pray for what you want. Ask your spirit to bring you peace, to bring you courage, to help you settle in. And you breathe into your body. I don't care if it takes an hour. You do until you feel that peace. And then you listen. You listen. You will be guided. I guarantee it. You just have to get to that place, and that takes some discipline, and it takes practice. And that's all it really takes. Yes. And, you know, I guess something to really reflect upon, too, when you say it takes discipline and it takes practice, is that many of us right now, um, you know, we can be in a situation where we're not facing a huge challenge right at this moment, and yet... What can we do now to be living our lives in such a way to be developing those practices, to be developing that way of navigating through our lives so that when some kind of a challenge comes, and it's inevitable in human life, we do navigate through it in a much more empowered, relaxed way. And, you know, what... What would you recommend, Brenda, that that people start to do now? What are approachable things? And let me tell you, this show's going out broadly. We can be very thankful because at the moment it's number two on the Blog Talk Radio front page, and that is very rare. Um, oh, that's to be wonderful! That high of all shows of different types, and I am so thankful, Blog Talk Radio. And there are people listening who are coming from all different walks of life. So how can we approachably step into more empowered, relaxed, mindful practices? You have to know 
To do anything like you're asking me, you have to know who you are. What is the truth of you? What is true for you? What do you believe in? What do you stand for? What are your values? What is it in your life? What is it in you that you wish to express, that you wish to stand for, that you believe in? You have to know who you are, Susan, in order to do and move through life the way you're asking me. You cannot move through life with ease and grace and confidence and certainty if you don't know who you are. If you are a woman out there that is always people-pleasing, that is always saying yes when you mean no, that gets confused when you're, you're presented with a challenge, it's because you just right now don't know quite who you are. So take some time and start exploring that for yourself. And don't make it work. At, you know, go at it with curiosity and go at it with a playfulness. Learn who you are. What makes you really happy? What brings you real peace and serenity? What makes you feel contented? What, who are you and what is it that that you truly value in your life. When you begin to explore, and what are you grateful for? When you begin to explore those areas and come into knowing who you are, then you will be much, much better equipped to stand for that. It's when we don't know who we are that we blow whichever the way the wind goes. And we will always have confusion And we will always come from a reactionary place as opposed to a place of responding. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I I feel that so often we are buffeted by who we think we should be. You know, and that can go all different Mm -hmm. places. You know, I will tell you, Brenda, in my life, I relate to so many wonderful people who are in different spiritual paths. Yes. For some people right now, it makes sense for them to be an agnostic because that's yes. the journey that they're, that's who I am right now. That's what they would say. Somebody yes. else is, is just like, I am a charismatic Christian and I believe in this. I believe in healing. And I will tell you, I know stories from my own family where dramatic healing has taken place within that realm. Mm. And mm-hmm. so the question becomes, because, again, I know the Blog Talk Radio audience is very broad, is that it's a wonderful question of who am I? What do yes. I feel I believe? You know, yes. what, what do I really believe? And what don't I believe? What is being, you know, maybe came from somewhere else and it's like I I just don't feel comfortable with this. And, you know, I think you'll agree that when you're facing any kind of healing or challenge, if we're conflicted in our beliefs, that can really cause some issues. But recognizing we're conflicted is the first step. Absolutely. Recognizing and accepting what is is the first step to everything. Yes. Being with what is, if you are a conflicted person, I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with you. 
In yes. fact, in this moment that you're conflicted, that's what's right about you. What your spirit is offering up to you, it's saying, this is what has floated up now. Now you have the opportunity to acknowledge, I'm conflicted. And it's okay to be conflicted. There's nothing right or wrong about it. It's being with, with whatever it is. And right now, I'm conflicted. And when you are with that, with love in your heart and compassion for yourself and patience for yourself and kindness toward that, that energy begins to dissipate really quickly. And guess what comes in its place is clarity. Yes. Yeah. But you can't you can't release the conflicted part of you until you can be right with it and love it and know that it's right and perfect in the moment for you to be in that place. And when you can be there, then you can move it. If you're a person right now that has no money and can't pay your bills, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not a bad person. Mm -hmm. This is a circumstance that's come into your life to awaken you to, to other strengths that you can use to change that. But you cannot change it and transform it until you can be lovingly and at peace with it. Yes, yes. The same with illness cancer it doesn't matter what it is we cannot transform and heal what we don't willingly and lovingly acknowledge and own yes this is all this whole trip susan is about loving the self unconditionally letting ourselves off the hook yes the question I ask myself a lot when certain things come up, challenges in my life, is what would love do here? Oh, I love that. I love that, Brenda. That is a beautiful question. What would love do here? Instead of going to the opposite side where I used to go and go into the negativity, I stop myself and I take a breath and say, what would love do here? And it shifts the whole energy. You know what's and so beautiful? And it opens beautiful? up a space. Yes. Yeah. And it's a simple question, but when you say it from your heart, when you say it with meaning, when you're truly wanting to know, what would love do here? Yes. The answer is given to you. What's so beautiful about that, Brenda, is it applies to everybody. Everybody. We all live in love. Yes. And, you know, I was taught as a child, God is love. Many people yes. listening out there believe that. Even if you don't believe in God, you believe in love, don't you? Yes. I mean, you've yes. seen it. So what a beautiful question that everybody can ask in how we treat one another and how we treat ourselves. Yeah, mostly how we treat ourselves because That's how we treat ourselves starts. is how we treat others. Yes. Yes, you how know, are you and in do fact, to others, yes, in, yes. in, in any other way. <laughs> it's yes, so true. and in fact, usually we treat ourselves worse than we would treat others. Yes. You know, we yes. can be very, very judgmental, and, and I will tell you something I learned about jud judgment. It's like glue. Whatever you judge about yourself and others sticks to you like glue because you're in a contracted, judgmental energy. 
you cannot move that energy. You cannot transform whatever you're judging staying in that energy. Yeah. It's the opposite of love. Yeah. It's coming from fear. And so you can't transform anything you're afraid of. And when you boil it all down to it, Susan, it's all fear. And fear has a lot of spokes, resentment, anger, hatred. You know, all of those things are from the core of fear. And transformation, transformation is energy. It is love. That is what transforms, the energy of love and loving kindness and compassion, and gratitude, and forgiveness, and well-being, I mean, and well-wishing, that is all the energy, and being at peace with, and accepting what is, all of that is transforming energy. Yes. You know, I transform cancer by Mm -hmm. being at peace with the fact that we're having this experience. It is teaching Mm -hmm. us something. And we want to be as kind and loving and nurturing and caring and forgiving to ourselves as we can possibly be. Yes. Yes. And we want to release all those old beliefs that don't serve us, that undermine us, and the patterns and behaviors we've developed that undermine us. All of that has had its place in our lives. And now the wake-up call is we can release that. We can now let that go. It's like wearing a suit of armor and stepping out of that armor now into the light, into that freedom. And it just takes that willingness and that commitment of your heart and that willing to practice and to, to listen and to be still and to be kind to yourself, and to be patient, and to take that leap of faith. Yes. I so love this notion of being kind to ourselves. Yes. Being gentle with ourselves. Yes. And, you know, even even when we experience, you know, we talk, there's just so much to respond to in what you said, but um, when you when you talk about if we find ourselves in a space of judgment, for example, we can actually judge ourselves for that. But do you know what I have found to be the most gentle space of acceptance is that, gosh, what is it within me that I'm uncomfortable with that I would project it outward like that? What am I yes. afraid of? And, you yes. know, you talk about fear. Over the course of having this show, I have had such a journey and it's we're now in the sixth year. In fact, this week it's so nice to have you here. This week of all weeks, Brenda, because this is my fifth anniversary week, and we just oh, started wow. the sixth year. A first congratulations! Oh well, thank you. And the thing is, though, is my I find that our relationship with fear it it it, it is something that I really can explore for 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 five more years because. Because it's a lifetime of exploration. Right, right. Because um, it's not just, oh, you know, don't be afraid, (laughs) you know, Uh, and then you just deny everything that maybe you're, that's helping you to grow, 
You know, that, right. that term growth, you know, when we have that conflictedness, when we have this challenge and we, you know, judgment, whatever it is that we're going through, I just, it's that growth, you know. Yes. What is calling me to grow? Am I becoming more empathic about other people? You know, people mm-hmm. going through, I've been through my share of challenges in different ways, and it seems like everyone makes me more empathic. It doesn't mean I'm perfect. No, I mean, I'm still going through different things, and I can sometimes be judgmental, but more and more, I've been through that, and I think, gosh, you know, oh, I know what you're going through right there, and that can be a reason for for our Absolutely. going through some of these experiences. Well, I feel, Susan, one of the greatest gifts that we can give ourselves and each other is to release the belief that there is something wrong with us. Oh, yes. The reason I say that is because the moment something challenging appears in our lives, what what do we think? What's wrong with us? What's wrong with me? Why is this happening to me? What's wrong with me? You know, and you start to find fault with yourself. And I've learned from my mentor, and I learned this going through the cancer, and I, we talk about it on our radio show a lot. There yeah. is nothing wrong with us. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing is wrong with us. In fact, whatever is presenting in your life is what is right about you because it is presenting for a very good reason. Our jobs are to explore that, explore why it's happening, not shut ourselves down and criticize ourselves and go to that place of we're really screwed, worthy, etc., etc., but to explore that. Okay, this is here now. What is this here for? What is the reason this shows in my life at this time? What do I? What is the message in this? What am I, what am I supposed to be learning about myself right now? When we can come at it in that curious manner, with heart space and that adventurous spirit, to a degree, it's amazing what we can learn and how quickly we can move through something. Because the minute we go to, there's something wrong with this, this is not fair, this shouldn't be happening, there's something wrong with me, and all of that negative self-talk, I guarantee you, you are stuck with it. Well, that's when you're going to suffer. I mean, you're going to really experience more suffering. Not that, you know, sometimes we do, but it's so true. I mean, again, you know, owning our authentic experience, but, you know, we didn't, you know, I think about this so often, you know, even the challenge I went through last last summer with this loved one, which was frightening at times, believe me, and the thing is, is I, you, we didn't come to earth to experience nothing, I mean, we're, we're here, That's right. if all we were going to have in our lives here is, you know, just nothing, you know, just nothing ever happens in your life, really, I mean, well, that's, that's not why we're human. <laughs> I mean, no. we're we're here for a reason, and we made this choice to hide our divinity from ourselves. Yes, really. Yes, yes. To, to we made a choice to experience fear. We yes. made a choice to experience the I am not. I call it the I am not. Perfect. 
I yes. am not God presence. I am not a divine being. I am not powerful. I am not, I am not, I am not. We've had, what, 2,000 years of that or more. And now with this transformational shift that's upon the planet, the new energy that's here, it is the energy of the I am. And so we're learning to shed, step out of that coat of armor of I am not, and step into the light of I am. And we're all learning, and it is a journey. And you can't do it wrong. There's no wrong, right or wrong about it. Right. We can make it easier on ourselves when we start to awaken, when yeah. we start to see the truth of who we really are, and when we begin to live that truth with as much love and grace as we can. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's important to say, too, is that, and this, too, crosses spiritual traditions, is that what has been the human experience is changing. And it doesn't mean that we won't have new creative challenges. I mean, I do believe that we are moving into a shift. I know you do. and, Mm -hmm. And that what it means to experience being an empowered human being is changing. I mean, it is, and the world is changing. Yes, and And it's responding to those changes in a highly creative way instead of struggling with the changes. There's a huge difference between the struggling with the changes and the, you know, going with the change and opening up to highly creative ways to move with the change. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Now it's a to- again, it's the energy of fear and the energy of love. They're yes. two different energies, and most of us are straddling them. And no, none, and it isn't about being perfect. It is simply about your willingness and your commitment and dedication to the loving of you the best that you can, the deepest you can possibly go, and then that extends out into the world. We'll never have peace in the world until we have inner peace. Inner peace. Because the world out there is reflecting what is happening inside of the collective. And the collective is not at peace. The collective is way over in the yang energy, which is the male aggressive um, ambitious, doing, doing, doing energy, and we're now collectively moving more toward the yang or the yin energy, the receptive, the reflective, the compassionate, the receiving, that energy. And we need to step way over that way for a while, and then we'll come back into balance. Yes, yes, that is that is so true, Brenda. And, you know, as we're heading into the last minutes of this show, and I have to tell you, again, thank you, Blog Talk Radio, because we just, we, we popped into the number one slot, and I have oh, not I love seen it. that. I am so thankful. And, you know, it's not an ego thing. It's a celebration, because oh, absolutely. I just want your message getting out, and I just celebrate the community around this beautiful show. Thank you, listeners, everyone. But I want everyone to know about an upcoming event here. Um, We are both, in fact, I now am announcing that I'm going to be at the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo. Both of us are going to be there in in a week's time, Brenda. 
Yes, in Portland. Yes, in Portland, Oregon, at the Oregon Convention Center. And Mm -hmm. the expo is um, a week from Saturday and Sunday, um, November 7th and 8th. I'm going to be at booth 21 the entire time, and I'm speaking um, November 8th at 11 a.m. And, and Brenda, you are speaking Sunday, November 8th as well at yes. uh, 3 p.m. Tell 3, us about yeah, what you're going to talk about. 3 p.m., absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'll be in and out of your booth as well. And um, loving to meet people who come to visit your booth, uh, loving to meet all those people. And, yes, I'm, I'm just excited. I feel very humbled to be a part of this and to share my message. And I'm so thrilled that you're going to be speaking, Susan, and sharing your message as well because it's the more the merrier. Yes, yes. Well, I have enjoyed speaking there in the past, and it just kind of came up at the last one. I'm going to be talking about synchronicity, and I know you're going to be talking about you can heal. In fact, yes, you can heal. Such yes, an affirmation. Yes, And these talks Absolutely. are both, they are free with Expo Admission, which is very inexpensive. You can get a discount coupon. It's only, I think, $11 for the whole weekend if you have a discount coupon that you can get online, and I invite people to go to bmsc.net to just click on the Portland Expo, and I'll get it up on frontierbeyondfear.com, all the information about, you know, the booths and the talks and where we'll be. But um, I, I'm just so delighted that I'm going to see you there. <laughs> I know. We're going to actually get to meet in person, which I have been so excited about. We've been communicating for months now, and now we finally get to meet. It's going to be really great. Yes, and, you know, I have to tell you, and I'm sure this is your experience, too. There are going to be other people there we get to see, too, Brenda, because you've got a beautiful show over on Conscious Talk. I mean, because um, there are other people who have been on my show, and I'm sure they've been on yours, some of them. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be quite a fun weekend, and I'm so looking forward to it. And I might add that Paul O'Brien who has been on this show, he's going to be speaking as well on Saturday Mm -hmm. afternoon. And those tickets you can buy in advance to get a discounted ticket um, for the Art of Perfect Timing. And he's been on this show as well. And it's just going to be a wonderful time at the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo. Yes, I hope all of your listeners, um, as many as they can, join us. Uh, yes. It'll be a great experience, and and thank you, Susan, for having me as your guest and for the great discussion we had today, and thank you to your wonderful listeners out there who are listening. You know, that's a big part of it is just listening and learning and then growing from it. That's what, that's what it's all about, and I tell you, I learn from you wonderful. I learn so much from my guest, Brenda, from people oh, I know. like you. I am so blessed. <laughs> by all of you to to be able to learn from such wonderful way showers. So yeah. I want to invite people to go to your wonderful show at ConsciousTalk.net. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just celebrate how, you know, we're reaching out to, to everyone. And they're coming, it comes right back to us, and there's just this beautiful community. Absolutely. So, so thank there's, there's you There's so great much. synergy. Thank you. And uh, I learned from my, my guests as well. Rob and I love being in that place of learning and growing. And uh, again, Susan, thank you. It's really been a lot of fun. I've certainly enjoyed this interview. Oh, well, so have I. So thank you again. And you take care. And I I'll shall. see you Me next too. week. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Um, real quick, everyone. 
the next show. I've got a really cool guest coming up next week. Um, we have a little break until Thursday the 5th, 7 p.m. Pacific, November 5th. Blake Bowers coming on. He has not been on this show yet. I know a lot of you know of him. He has a new book out called You Were Not Born to Suffer, and that's going to be a really good show, too. FrontierBeyondFear.com is the place to go to get all the archive shows and announcements about future shows. So thank you, everyone, for being here. I know the, the live audience is, is going down right now. And just thank you to those of you who've been listening in the podcast, um, whatever this show may find you. And I am always grateful for the podcast audience, and know that your energy, as I always remind you, has been with us all along across time. And as long as I'm at it, I will also announce that on November 9th, which isn't too far away, um, PMH Atwater is coming back on the show, near-death experience expert PMH. She's been on the show a few times now, and she's coming back, and I know everyone enjoys hearing her as well so uh, mark that on your calendars that's 12 p.m pacific on november 9th so again thank you everyone i hope that you were as blessed and enriched by the wonderful message that brenda michaels had to share today as i was no matter what your spiritual path we are all in this together we are in this spirit of love we can reach out to one another and feel that love that binds us all together. And most of all, feel that love that connects you to God, Spirit, the universe, no matter how you choose to view it, the angels, to one another, even if maybe you don't see God within your spiritual outlook right now. It doesn't matter. There is love at the center unconditional love. May you feel that today.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.